to Glee on the Rocks. I am Matt. I'm Emily. And I'm Mandy. And this is episode 28. We are doing episode 7. Yeah, episode 7 of the Glee second season, The Substitute. So let me get a little background information here in case you guys have not seen and or watched it recently. This premiered on November 16th. 2010, uh, to 11.7 million viewers. Sidebar, ever since the previous episode, numbers will be going down. Sad, but, you know, we're not surprised. So a little summary here. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow debuts as guest star in this episode, portraying Holly Holiday, a substitute Spanish teacher who takes over the new directions when Will gets sick. She sings three songs in this episode. One is a duet with Rachel, one is a lead with New Directions, and one is a duet with Will with backup from the New Directions. Wow, this, let's see, the episode was directed by Ryan Murphy and written by Ian Brennan. That is literally the synopsis from Glee the Kiosk, which interestingly focuses just on Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I mean, you know. Side, sidebar, stuff happens with everybody else. There's more with Kurt and Blaine. There's, well, I mean... There's actually a lot more than just that, yeah. There is a lot more than that. So um, I did I did want to focus on this uh, particular... I have been taking all of our summaries from Glee Wikia for the most part because we love them. Um, and I found it interesting that their their focus was just on Gwyneth. So I kind of... I kept with it. But that said, I guess I guess with that, let's... Uh, do we want to start with her? Um, yeah, In this let's episode? start with her. <laughs> Um, you know, she is, she is currently married to Brad Falchuk, one of the three. I barf, you didn't know that. Writer creators, uh, you know, who knows if that's at all involved in her role on this show? Who knows? It's a mystery. It was. Allegedly. It I'm was. not gonna, Allegedly. you know, suggest anything. Um... <laughs> I don't, I don't hate Gwyneth Paltrow as Holly Holiday, right? Like, she sings well enough and she dances well enough. So for, like, a guest role, and we always know that the, the guest stars on these shows get undue screen time um, in comparison to the rest of the cast. So, like, at this point, that's not a surprise, for better or worse, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like, why the fuck does Holly get 19, well, not 19 songs, but, like, half the screen time from the entire episode and it's because she's fucking Gwyneth Paltrow and that's how guest starring roles work on this show. It is. And I, I would like to say, um, I, the, the role of Holly holiday, I enjoy. I -hmm. just wish that they worked the guest stars in better. So essentially I agree with you. Like they get, they get 90% of the, the, you know, plot. And sometimes that doesn't always fit with the story that we've been doing. And they just kind of disappear. You know what, though? They're like, a substitute hmm. teacher is, like, the most ingenious way to have a guest star. Totally. Because they're in a fucking high school. Like, there are subs all the time. It's one of the times where the guest star, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, they, they should We never see him again. Okay. They did do that more than just this time, but they should mm-hmm. have done that with a lot more guest stars than they actually did. Yeah. It's just uh, such a smoother transition to be like, look, another crazy substitute. As opposed to like a brother where you feel like he come back in here again. Right, Let's right. say like at a wedding. Yeah. 
you know, you'd think, you'd think. Well, there is another episode with Holly. She gets two there episodes. Yes, and I and I think that works. Um, but you're, you're right. This her her character fits far better for never seeing her again than, or not never, but like rarely mm-hmm. seeing her again. That said, I, I would say my my critique of wow, you guys never seem to like reuse guest stars well. I'm still going to stand by that. Maybe she's not the best example of it, but I still stand by it. Well, I mean, I actually, I didn't remember disliking Holly Holiday, but this time when I watched it, I just couldn't unsee Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, <laughs> as the actress, I just kept mm-hmm. in the back of my mind thinking of, like, her SNL sketch sketch on, like, the goop stuff she sells, and I don't know. Yeah. It, I felt very much <laughs> like I was kept forgetting who Holly was, and I was just watching Gwyneth. Yes. And you just kept waiting for her to say you needed to stick a jade egg in your vagina for <laughs> like sexual yeah. like yeah. I think, yeah. Agreed. Well, you know, now she's selling like high end like bondage lingerie on her website. So that yeah. really kind of fit in somehow. And that, that's less to do with the quality of the show or anything. I feel like that would have fit that would have fit Kurt's wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. But it's more to do with the fact that in my mind she's associated with things besides acting now. Yes. But it, it it definitely took me out of the episode to keep just, like, every time she opened her mouth, thinking about her. <laughs> yeah. I will say, um, the, uh, there were a couple of, but of the season, which uh, I said, did you not see, did you not work? Cause I would not say bad. that this is the best episode of the season. This was a really forgettable episode for me, except I did remember, as I watched it, how angry the Terry stuff made me. Yes. Like, that was well, so also. Cheap. I don't, I, I would say I don't want to that's important, but I do want to also point out that Gwyneth Paltrow won um, any award for guest actress for their, the, for this performance. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. So, so just like as a, as a, as a coming full circle, like her, her whole performance, like good enough to win an Emmy. Or, I mean, if, if sticking on, end. yeah, sticking on Holly before we get off of her, like it's kind of an interesting character, right? Like she's kind of shoe where she, is struggling really hard to um, straddle the line between like the cool teacher and the hard ass. And that's a thing that all teachers I think have to figure out is where they fit in the, what brand of teacher are you? Do your students really like you? Do your students respect you? Do they fear you? Which is a terrible way to be a teacher. And like, she, she seems to understand teenagers more than she does. But, but the trade-off is that, she's too close and too young acting and Shu on the other side just like doesn't listen to them at all and having them together highlights their failings at the same time well I feel like she treats them friends um yeah friends but like but also like teenage fellow fellow young adults Mm -hmm. and friends as opposed to Shu who treats them like toddlers sidebar literally how he sees them mm-hmm. so like whereas like I'm not going to like he wants to be cool and like with them but also sees himself as above them and he has like he has issues but like so he does. yes I think he they both they both don't straddle that that line and and don't do it well all the time but I think like this actually just made me wonder how old is Holly supposed to be because Gwyneth Paltrow is like 46 now yeah. So she would have been in her like mid thirties mm-hmm. 
then I feel like were they, they were trying, trying to, to go yeah were they trying to portray her as younger like she was playing someone who was younger or just kind of immature because the whole stuff with Mercedes where she was just like oh I just wasn't listening or whatever um yeah that just felt immature and not in a relatable well not in a good relatable mm-hmm. way yeah I actually have no idea how old the character is supposed to be I, yeah, I thought I I did get more of a immature than I. So I would I I would, Mandy, I would kind of probably because every every woman plays first. I would assume she's playing early thirties and maybe maybe late twenties and not younger than that. Mm-hmm. Just that the the things that she would say come more for immaturity. Makes sense. Or she's um, supposed to be sixty five. Who knows? Yeah because age is a construct and we shouldn't judge yeah all that goop really keeps her looking young and fresh i mean if that's it then we need to talk (laughs) because you know i can do um so i don't really have i mean i don't really have much to say on holly other than that i I like her as a character i like that she has some immaturity to to herself and and that kind of makes some of the things the kids do seem a little bit more mature because I feel like in this show, occasionally the kids can definitely be more mature than the adults. Um, but yeah. uh, so it's kind of nice sometimes to see that highlighted a little bit. But uh, I don't have much to say other than uh, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with her. There's nothing. There's nothing I hate. Um, I do think it's fun. I do. I do like how she comes in and Rachel. So I do like that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everybody else likes her. Um, also, how how the thing that I think makes Rachel like her is literally just a song. Like, oh, clearly for sure. Is. Yeah, Rachel's I mean, easy. It's, oh, it's complete. I'm like characterization totally down. Like, but like, okay, all right then. Um, back onto what you were saying, Mandy, about about Terry. Um, what uh, what about the Terry storyline? Not not necessarily a fan of, but I guess what. Unless you were a fan. I don't want to judge. I, well, no, like, I was a fan of part of it because I like that they made a point of establishing that she's on antidepressants now. Like, she's, you know, getting, she's gotten help for a lot of the issues she had. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's one of, mm-hmm. one of those really not self-aware glee moves to, like, actually for once showcase what she went through as mental illness and talk about how she's getting better. And then by the end of the episode, she's back to being, like, the harpy ex-wife who is, like, being caricatured as, like, horrible. Yeah. Yeah, like, she was a few steps away from boiling a bunny in a stew pot, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the baby voice thing. Although this was also, I guess, round one of Ryan Murphy's creepy obsession with Vicks VapoRub. Yeah, and I don't, that was I don't weird. Know, I don't know what he and his husband, like, get up to with Vicks, but I, it's a weird, like, there's the VapoRub. Like, oh, I see. This is yeah, a thing me. for you. Keep that in your and own head, go, Ryan. What, what happened, Ryan, that we need to, we need, by we, I mean, like, you and I, we. Yeah, like, yeah. what happened with this VapoRub? Exactly. Let's discuss. I, um, yeah, I I agree with you, Mandy. I think there was um, something. I'm going back to my notes here because there was um, they did get called out a bit on the um, with critical response with how um, how they they showcased some of you know some of the the mental mental illnesses, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not surprised by considering uh, both Holly and 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 Harry exactly kind of how they portrayed as if it's 
more a, a much lighter or subject than and not and not trying to find the right word here not lighter as in oh it, it's not that big of a deal but inconsistent and inaccurate yeah well and it also it's like like mandy was saying it's not just that she has a mental illness that she's struggling with it's all her fault and she was blameless and all of her reactions are just her being hysterical in like yeah. the old timey sense of the word hysterical like her uterus is just yeah. flown out of her body and <laughs> she's literally Haven't crazy all been there i mean sometimes i just pull mine out and throw it at people on the subway but that's different i mean it's just sometimes you gotta <laughs> that's my seat it is it's just the way of portraying it where they for a hot second they were <laughs> for a hot second it's like they were trying to talk about mental illness and then couldn't make it funny <laughs> so they had to result resort to she's a screeching harpy who ruined this man's life as if which is like so much more frustrating than just flat out bad writing because you can almost be like well they are that ignorant mm-hmm. except that they reference the thing that would have made it like an actual nuanced story and then just yeah. Like, fuck it anyway. yeah, yeah fuck I mean, it we don't care it's like mental is very nuanced but yeah, it's it's like you were there and like you didn't care, didn't think about it. Like I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, it's it's like you went with the easy route instead of actually putting in something great. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I also want to throw in how how much I just I hate Will Schuster and how I'm pretty sure Matt Morrison has it in his contract that he must sleep with every adult woman that comes on the show. Yeah, they really oh, didn't know what to do with female characters besides mm-mm. throw them in shoes bed. Yeah. I'm honestly really surprised with Holly, at least in this episode, because I was just like, you did not have sex. I'm not quite sure what happened. Because I assumed that would have uh, had to. I don't know. Maybe Brad had something to say about that. Yeah, I was going to Maybe. Brad was maybe probably like, not. not this one. No, this one doesn't. But otherwise, other than that, yeah, no, they don't know what to do with them other than just have them somehow romantically with shoe even 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 beast it's it, mm-hmm. there's a there's you know he gives her a kiss and like even though it's not like a romance romance there's still a thing there and it's like mm-hmm. i guess sue sue's different because but there's like there's definitely a lot i think they try to play a lot of the hate sex sort of thing even though they have it but there's like yet the possibility uh, yeah, that kind of a kind of vibe thing going, but like other than that, like every other woman on the show somehow romantically, can he not have sex with a different woman in every other? Episode? I think the answer is no. No, I think and, we've and and while I do, I, while I will say, hey, at least you're not doing this while also like trying to semi kind of date um, Emma because she's with the dentist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I, I've, I have so many frustrations. I don't need to, I don't need to like uh, belabor this point any. We all know how much I just like, I just like Shu and, and everything about him. So let's, I mean, let's to, to be fair though, this is one of those episodes where you're like, oh yeah, Maddie Fresh is actually like a pretty good performer. And then you have to, you have to square sure. that in your soul with the annoyance of Shu and be like, no, it's because I hate Shu. Yeah. No, I mean, Maddie Fresh is like, per- yeah, it doesn't dance. No, I mean his performance is good. I I, it is. <laughs> I like it. I like it, even though it's him. Like I, I have to watch it as 
Natty Fresh, not as shoe. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's how I watch it because yeah. I have to do, I have to divorce it from the character because I just I can't. Just like you did with character. Terry. Exactly. Um, yeah, I say let's rather than be laboring, um, <laughs> we can jump over to over to Kurt and Mercedes and Blaine, which I, I honestly like prefer. I, I didn't remember that Blaine was in this episode until he showed up at Breadsticks. I was like, oh, right, the gay purse scene. I mean, this is the point where it feels like Kurt and Blaine are, like, running their complete own different storyline. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they're, I mean, so, obviously their story stretches out through part of the season. With continuity, Glee didn't do often. So it is a little bit disconcerting. somebody cared about this. Yeah, but it, it is it's a little bit, uh, it's not what I'm used to, to have, like, a single scene or two scenes in an episode that is building towards something that I like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a pleasant surprise. It is. It's like, oh, yeah. right, they're, they're hanging out frequently and talking and doing things that normal people do, and it's not, it's you're, not you're forgotten about. Like, relationship? Yeah, like, it's in the background, which kind of sucks, because we don't get to see it, but you know that at least they're going to go, they're off at musicals and they're going out for coffee and Kurt's ditching his friend, which is a thing that teenagers do when they have new relationships and what other people do when they have new relationships. So I'm like, it's not, it's in the background, but it's not all in the background because like you do get this. So it's not like all like just Kurt randomly offhandedly saying about everything. So you yeah. do on occasion get a, you know, a shout out to a, or, or like, you know, actually get to see, them hanging out and get to see, oh, hey, your your relationship, friendship, as it were, is actually developing as opposed to just... I loved this scene. You know. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Um, also, I'm trying to pull photos back up because I'm trying to... Rem- yeah, no, the thing that I, I love, the warbler outfit, even though yeah. it's not supposed to be dinner. Who cares? That's the only outfit he owns at this point in the show. Yeah. <laughs> you only see... Literally, you only see him in the Warbler outfit until the Blame It on the Alcohol episode. And, and then, then it was like, holy was... shit, look, he's like a <laughs> he's like a prep. And then it was like, almost like he just let Darren Yeah. That. Except that they kind of match. So it was like, you let Darren wear his own clothes, and then you're like, no, go back. No, go back. <laughs> Wait, that no. works. <laughs> that works. Bring <laughs> all of your turned up jeans and we'll pick one. And then also, that's when they look, and I think everybody Ugh, went, the one, the one time his hair looks good. I we're not about poetic about it at the place, but yeah, we'll um, I, I enjoyed the scene. I I feel the frustrations Mercedes was was mm-hmm. very much in line with her age group, but at the same time, I wanted to be like he does not have a, like another another out gate. Mm-hmm. So I need you to I need you to calm down. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. you to let him have it instead of getting upset. That's like you canceled all her dates. I'm like okay like let him let him finally get to enjoy being able to talk to somebody who can sympathize and understand something because i mean they're yeah yeah they're both right and they're both wrong in their respective Mm -hmm. concerns so like kurt is wrong for pushing her into like you need to be happy and have a boyfriend like no she doesn't like that his line about your um substituting okay well, there's a lot to unpack in this line, but he says like, you're yeah. substituting food for love and you're substituting me for a boyfriend. Let's hold on to part one. Part two, you're substituting me for a boyfriend is like, no, maybe she just 
doesn't have a lot of friends and you're a very close friend and you share a lot of interest and she's sad briefly that she's she feels like she's losing you to your new friend and that's a thing that most Mm -hmm. people go through when your friend gets a new friend and you're like but but me (laughs) i'm your friend Uh yeah it's very very dismissive of her for him to assume that yeah i just didn't like the you need a boyfriend like no kurt she doesn't she needs a friend and i get that on the other side kurt being enraptured with his new friend like that that's the flip side is that you find a new friend and you have all like the new conversations and exciting if you're the kind of person who likes friends i guess i don't like making new friends it's terrifying but you know so they're both right it's and fun. they're both wrong and it it was one of those things that you're like you're frustrated with them but it's also more realistic than other things you know and and i'm not i'm not angry at either mm-hmm. of them so much as I'm just like, you both misspoke. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna get into the you're substituting food for love at the moment just because I'm like, there is a lot there that we need to talk about. Uh-huh. Um but I'm like, you both misspoke. You both are misunderstanding each other and you need because you're both hurt by something somebody else said and just have a conversation, you sixteen year olds. But again, that's again, what you're teenagers are good so, at. And and you know, that's clearly obviously something that happens now so with like when i as you get older as well so it's like ah you know yeah nobody's nobody's at fault for this uh the, except for the the substituting truth for love line i that is yeah i was oh mad about that <laughs> this is like bother me I, I, it's like i uncalled for i substitute food for a lot of things but <laughs> how dare you and but also like yeah. I feel like that came out of nowhere. And well, yeah, Mercedes, like, be... it's like they were running out of things for her to be the other about. Because I think yeah. the only other time relationships pop up was her brief, um, her brief crush on Kurt. And now it's Kurt mm-hmm. being the one to tell her to go off and find somebody else. But yeah, so it's not, they tried to do a lot with Mercedes in one episode that was too much. Like, her relationship to food or any teenage girl's relationship to food is like a multi-episode arc, not I want to eat tater tots. I just yeah. really hated that too. Yeah. Like, also, oh. I, I hate it also because ostensibly Mercedes is, is larger than the other. And I just yeah. did not like, it's like the larger girl is we're going to make her, make it seem like she's, you know, because she doesn't have a boyfriend that's is essentially mm-hmm. what that broke down to. And it's just like, that, that is a, there's so much loaded and problematic. I, I, we don't have time. And there is, there is multiple episodes, as you said, that, that should be dealt with and not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. And I agree. It's, I didn't like that line. I didn't like that perspective. I thought it was sort of a throwaway, but it shouldn't like, that's such a loaded statement that it shouldn't be a throwaway. Yeah. You can't just, you can't just, Lob that and you know three dudes really shouldn't be the only ones filling in on that one fair enough i mean i also thought like her mercedes whole like tater tot um crusade was also dumb it was dumb because so, you know the well the flip side of this argument is that uh public school lunches are atrociously unnutritious right and terrible for you. And like, no, you shouldn't be serving fucking tater tots to high school students who are developing their palate and who are developing 
eating habits that are going to affect them for the rest of their lives. Like no, I have like, bad, I not when every, yeah, like I have bad eating habits because of school food on top of my own problems, right? Like, uh, here's an apple or here's shitty pizza. You pick like, oh, shitty pizza. <laughs> like it's no contest. On, I mean, like you're not serving tater tots on top of the shitty pizza and or chicken fried steak and or breadsticks. I'm like, literally. Yeah, they are. I, I, I got frustrated that Sue was pigeoned as like a be rallied against. I'm like, she's trying to like granted what she does is, is way off the off the chart. Yeah, like that's like, the mm-hmm. that's the extreme level, but like just healthier lunches in school and allowing kids who may or may not have access to healthier foods being able to yeah. have those at lunch. Yeah, like should the free food? and reduced price lunches be healthy, fulfilling, nutritious meals? Yeah, they should. Does America care what their children eat? No. And I'm sorry, does does you 15-year-old, just because you want tater tots, mean that you get to cause $17,000 worth of damage because no. you want to <laughs> eat tater tots? No. Fucking go to, like, go get a hash brown from McDonald's if you need it. On the dollar menu, you're fine. I mean, that definitely felt like a glee doesn't understand the line between, like, excessive for comedy and just, like, appallingly unrealistic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like you passed funny, and that's just like disturbing. Yeah, and again, you're having the girl who's who who's larger be the one that's like, no, we have to eat tater tots. I'm like, I don't like how it was automatic. I don't know. I'm like, would it have been better if it was Brittany? No, it still wouldn't have been better. It's just like there are optics as well as, mm-hmm. as in multiple in multiple perspectives there, because then you would have also had. Anyway, this is not a this is not a line they should No, it's just unnecessary. And in an eventual what does it do at the end of the day? Nothing. They get their tater tots and all those children continue to eat garbage. Yeah. And Sue is still the president and still president. She's still the, <laughs> she would like to be. Isn't she uh, though? Is uh she's still the principal. Nothing really happened. And and at the end of the day, uh, Mercedes tells Kurt, Oh, maybe you're right and goes on and so like at the end of the day that so the tater tots are really dumb. There's no need for it. You, it overly complicates, you know, characterization. Of, let's why? Did, why? Because mm-hmm. we should suck. all agree that we should scratch it. Scratch it from the record. It didn't happen. Um, yeah, any, I love any, to eat a good tot, but like not it's. But also, like tater tots are amazing. They are anything in our schools. Let's rephrase because sometimes because food made in other schools in other countries look. Um, any food made in our schools are terrible. Yeah. Eat tater tots outside of school. It, I mean, like, it, say, like, if they're gonna, if you're gonna eat, if you're gonna go that route, just, just, they're like double, double fried. Just lean in on it. Take it. Healthy I food. want tater tots now. That's not fair. I know. <laughs> and uh, that is gonna be, that's gonna be our theme for this, this episode. Get yourself some tots before listening. Yeah. yeah. Cuddle up with your favorite bottle of Moreau and. Moreau. Merlot. <laughs> Big bowl of tater tots. Ooh, that is an adult where it's just like, I'm going to have lots and I out, potatoes. I mean, uh, last week I went out for, I met a friend for um, a drink and I ordered just a plate of fries and nothing else. And then the I things asked, you get to do when you're an adult. And I asked for the, like an extra side of whatever the, the sauce was. It was, I don't know, some sort of spicy aioli. I was like, can I get, can I get two of them? Can I get all of those, please? All of the aioli. 
I know you gave me ketchup, but like, I need, I need something better. I need spicy mayonnaise. Yep. No, aioli, not mayo. Uh, fair. The uh, garlic mayonnaise then. Spicy garlic mayonnaise. Um, are there any other any other thoughts or or stories from this episode? We just wanted to say if there's anything else in the storyline. Um, my cat's hanging outside the door, looking morose. Um, Does he have anything that he wants to bring up on the storyline side? I mean, I can hear him meowing to be let in, so potentially yes. Uh, hot take. Um, there were some lines from this. There were actually a, a pretty fair number of lines that were like, yeah, I remembered of the "You smell homeless, Brett." That was that was used <laughs> yeah. frequently, and I don't know how many effects yeah. that I have that down. Yeah, and the uh, at least I didn't fall and break my talent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And and I think this is the beginning of Blaine like sports, right? Yeah. He has other interests other than gay, 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 gay. He's he's a college football fan. He likes sports. Uh, this is yeah. Should we the, um, talk about the songs? Because there were some songs. That is on my list. Yeah, I would say, did you guys have a... Um, Singing in the Rain slash Umbrella. I think that one too, yeah. I don't know. I didn't have strong opinions about any of the songs in this, but I like enjoyed them. Yeah, they were fun. I, uh, that's my favorite, I Get You, because it's not that not the name of the song, and the song is way better song as Fuck You. Um, so I just get internationally angry anytime I hear Forget You. Um, but I agree, the singing in the umbrella was my favorite. I did also see that live without meaning to, because I was channel flipping and mm. came across that and started watching it, and then it was like, what is this? And then I think I realized it was like, um, but fun fact... Uh, Kevin commented that he got stuck in his wheelchair during that song because Leah, Michelle, and others made a competition out of kicking water towards him, soaking him, and so he couldn't get out of the chair. Okay, so one, two things. One, that doesn't surprise me. And two, how do you get stuck? Because you're... I'm not sure. I, there's no, there's no, this is all I have to go on. Um, I, I am not sure where this story came from. I'm not sure how to follow up on this story. Um, if we Kevin get like Kevin on the line, leave, if Kevin would like to leave his podcast to come on to our podcast, yeah, and how this works, that would be great. If we could get an update, if we could get a live update on how this occurred, that would really. Dear Kevin, please explain help. how being get stuck in a wheelchair. Yeah, I didn't we know have... if it meant like he he couldn't get out because he was slippery and it was slippery and like he kept sliding, or like. I don't know. Maybe? Like, wheelchair, the wheelchair gets gets wet. It shrinks. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. There, there just, was a lot to spin. But yeah. I did think, but I did find, it does say Leah Michelle, but we don't <laughs> call out Leah Michelle, that she would have started a competition. I also want to know exactly how sad Kevin McHale was that he didn't get to do the dance. So the dance mm-hmm. I think that had to have just gotten so aggravating. Yeah, like every time, like every time during the, I wonder if there's, I wonder if there's like B-roll footage of Kevin dancing, like mm-hmm. during the dance because he wanted to learn the dance and then being like, all right, now this is like, okay, my turn. Um, all right, I have, I have like a quote. That's all I really have here, or other than uh, if we're gonna give this a uh, a Blaine rating and. Blaine scale and how many guys? I think Blaine scale goes. Blaine scale does go to ten. This is what like a 
four because that's a pretty sweet scene but it's the only one or do we include yeah. that we know that they've been talking so there's like plot development happening in the background so like a five i would say five yeah five yeah. for screen time and background plot development yeah yeah it's it's low because it's, there's not much but it's but and i would give it a higher rating because the plot development to a five i'm good with okay that. okay and, and then, then uh how many how many kevins are we giving this eh, like he had like the say what line and that was okay, yeah he didn't two, he, yeah he didn't have too much to do like a two like, there's nothing that one and a half maybe one and a half two i was like eh, yeah. it was decent kevin but it wasn't a lot of great kevin it wasn't exemplary kevin exactly it, exactly um sidebar if you want to see it kevin, his twitter is amazing everybody should see being being quite quite awesome on, on the twitter appreciate it <laughs> I just I, I appreciate when a, a white you know talk about politics in a way and encourage young people and is not like a dick. Yeah. Super low bar yeah. though these days though, right? Yeah. The bar is not high, but he hasn't tripped over it yet. And I can't say anything. This is true. He was he literally called out uh how terrible white Americans yeah. yeah. And I was just like, I appreciate that, Kevin. Anyway, Word. so that Side, uh, Sidebar. Side recommendation, Kevin McHale's Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Have either of you listened to Kevin McHale's podcast yet? I, I have not listened to the episode come out? I don't know. I've seen a lot of promotion for it, so I assume there was something uh, out. Maybe not. Uh, the trailer is out. It. It's like okay. 15 seconds of trailer. Um, and then I don't know when the actual episode comes. Just want to yeah, say, Kevin, you, you could have just come on ours. I know. You didn't need to make your moan. Well, like... We will take you on. It's fine. Don't. It's cool. Yeah, it's called like it's like her. It's him and and Jenna, and it's called Showman. Yep. Which about... is hilarious. That's uh, great. Can't wait to see who they're gonna have on there. Indeed, and uh, and again, you didn't have to do this yourself, but we already have a thing set up. A little hurt. <laughs> We're a little hurt, but I bet they have higher production value, so I don't know how we can compete. But also, our contract way more lenient. We don't have contracts. Here's that. What? I there signed something. What did you sign? I didn't look. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, next episode is Furt. So Which has a lot happening. There's a lot going on in Furt. There's a lot going on. And then special education and then a very glee Christmas week to get There's to some fun and- episodes coming up. Like, I, you know, I don't remember if yeah. they're um, good, but there's like, some fun good shit. Fun. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So let's, you know, maybe we'll just try and focus on the good stuff for once. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to. We can try. try see how that <laughs> goes. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, if we have uh, been else, then uh, I'll call it a, a short episode. Yep. And uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, that's the Jim of Sunclay. Mm-hmm.